Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 37 of GDN the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I'm hyped today. Why? Because Spotify app just came out. And you're thinking, oh, Spotify apps came out for everyone, but not everyone has a podcast. I got a Spotify app for my music and a Spotify app for my podcast. And guys, please, please, the information that I received from this is that you guys are amazing. That's that's what I've that's what I've learned. And honestly, this is information that the world did know already. I already knew. Um, you guys already knew, to be honest. Like, if you're part of the GDN Nation, you're Lee Matiti. That's just how it works. Do you know what I mean? Um, but the fact that my podcast is in the top 10% of the most shared podcasts in the world, that was the one that stood out for me. Like, not the fact that, you know, the first episode that had Daniela in it did, like, doubly better than other episodes on average, which, you know sibling connection like coincidentally we're siblings like come on bro like that was expected but like you know not the fact that you know my second most listened to country was the netherlands my third was india my fourth was fucking uruguay uruguay i did not know that we were even there like what the fuck like so many things bogged my mind but the fact that the podcast is in the top 10 percent of all podcasts on this planet in terms of being shared, guys, that is activity within the community. When I tell you guys to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, you guys be telling friends to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. And I couldn't be happier. I could not be happier. Like, honestly, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about quite a few things today, yeah. But we are gonna start with Spotify apps, because I feel like it's, it's important. You know, everyone's got it. It's fresh off, fresh off um you know it's just been released hot off the press is what i was meant to say hot off the press and i just love it i love it here like if i go through my spotify raps yeah this is my music one not the podcast one yeah first of all we're gonna go through genres i was pretty surprised by this to be honest yeah because i looked at genres and i was like hey hey if i was like oh yeah like if someone asked me gideon what music do you listen to i wouldn't say that my number one genre is rap but apparently it is according to the numbers apparently it is Number two is is UK hip-hop. Number three is pop. Number four, indie R&B. Number five, trap soul. So, you know, I expected R&B to be on there. I expected some sort of trap to be on there. I expected rap to be on there, just not number one. Um, but to be honest, like, these, are, these are very explainable. These are very, like, understandable. Like, I get it. I definitely do get it. My minutes, my minutes, I was slightly disappointed with it. I can't lie, because last year... I was in the 90,000s, which is, first of all, very highly excessive. Like, you actually don't need to be listening to that much music. But, like, because I was there last year, to go down to 76,000, 77,000, like, it's 76.9, 77,000 minutes, like, it's top, it's in the top 3% in the UK, which, you know, but I should be higher, really, truly. I was a bit disappointed with myself, but I came to the realisation, I was like, you know, it's actually okay, because, first of all, last year, I was playing my sleeping playlist a lot to go to bed. And recently, within the last month, I've been doing that now. But obviously, Spotify doesn't include the numbers from November and December in the Spotify apps. It stops at the end of October. So really and truly, I wasn't mad at this because this year, most of the time when I've been falling asleep, I've even been watching something on YouTube or watching Family Guy or something, just watching something that's not on Spotify. So I'm not mad at this. I'm not mad at these numbers. It's still in the top 3%. Like, that was perfect. That was okay. And then I moved on to the most played song of the year. And I was thinking, there was very, there was a lot of candidates for this. I was thinking, ooh, could it be Trade Places by A2? Could it be Love Me by Young K? Could it be Ride by Masasi? Like, it could have been so many different songs. But I, I knew Cali Claire had some, some, you know, contenders out there. She had some contenders. She had like three songs in my top 10, I think, for this year. Yes, that's factually correct. 
and Heartstrings was number one. I played it 221 times. I really hoped, I really wish, sorry, that I played it one more time, just so it was 222 in 2020. Like, come on, that would have just been beautiful. But playing it 221 times, very, very beautiful song. Guys, go listen to A Man's World EP by Kali Claire. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful scenes. Okay, moving on. The number of artists that I listened to this year. I listened to 2,376 artists this year. It's probably gone up since then. As I said, doesn't include November and December. This is double, double the amount that I listened to last year, which just goes to show, you know, the, the GDN Music Sky Network, when I say it, it's a network, the network is networking. I'm telling you guys, it's, it's a mazzoline. It's a mazzoline. And then my top artist, this one was the one I was stressing about. My top artist? Hey, the fact that it could have been one of seven people, like it could have been... Tory Lanez, it could have been Caddy Claire, it could have been Tanache, it could have been Tyler Loyal, it could have been so many different people, it could have been Masai, it could have been Nelly, it could have been anyone, honestly. Like, I, I, I had no clue who it was going to be, but Tyler Loyal, Tyler Loyal, bro, he was, he was number five last year, yeah, two years ago, I was like, I, I very recently got um, a flashback on my Snapchat of two years ago, me saying that uh, Tyler Loyal is my favourite artist right now. Tyler Loyal is my favourite artist right now. Two years in the future. Do you know what I mean? This is the Sky Network doing its thing from two years ago. From two years ago. The work that happened two years ago. I'm reaping the rewards now. Listen to him. 1,939 minutes. Top 0.05% of Tyler Loyal listeners. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Guys, as I said, I've already told you guys to go and listen to the Nova EP, because that is just a masterpiece of music. And as I said, um, I mentioned these guys. My top five was Tyler Loyal, Tory Lanez, Tanache, Kali Claire, and Young Fume. Now, talking of Young Fume, Young Fume was my number one last year. He's now my number five. So him and Tyler Loyal just switched places, which is so fun to me, like, like the rotation of the top five. It was so interesting to me because it was like, Young Fume, he releases a lot of music, like a lot, a lot of music. And... I'll be the first to say he is very hit or miss. Like he probably hits at a clip of like 20, 30%, which is normally the average you'd expect from an artist, um, which I've, you know, calculated this from just my scouting. Um, if, if someone's hitting on 20 slash 30% of their music, that is a good artist because that, you know, leaves space for um, individual perception of songs obviously the songs that I like, another person might not like them. And the songs that another person likes, I might not like them. So if I think that, say there's an EP with 10 songs, if I like two to three, I think that's solid work. That's solid work because I know for a fact for the other eight, seven songs, there's going to be people who like those songs as well. So it gives, you know, a good, accurate representation of um, what an artist is delivering. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, you know, I know Young Fume doesn't really hit an amazing clip compared to someone like Tyler Loyal, who's more in the 70, 80%, which is actually just disgusting. Like, this is actually filthy from Tyler Loyal. Like, he doesn't release as much music and he's a lot earlier in his career um, compared to Young Fume. But he hits ridiculously. Kylie Claire hits ridiculously. These guys are above 70% clips. When you've got someone with Tory Lane, like some, someone like Tory Lane, sorry, Tory Lanez, he's been around for a long, long time. I've not even listened to his full discography yet, and he's my number two most listened to artist. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, there's so much um, that you can go into this stuff and talk about. I'm just here talking about it. Like, obviously, you guys might not have listened to these artists, but you can take these, you know, messages and ways of thinking about music 
and and apply it to the people whoever you listen to. Obviously, Tinashe being number three, so fitting. Album three three three. Saw her live this year. Absolute queen. Absolute goat. You know, I love that. I love that for her. Absolutely amazing. I spent nineteen thousand minutes listening to podcasts this year. Eleven thousand of those was listening to the receipts. The receipts podcast. The number one podcast. The podcast that made me start this podcast. The podcast that inspires other podcasts. Okay, let's be fucking for real. They will always be my number one. If there's a year in which the Receipts podcast is not my number one most listened to podcast, I'm dead. Okay, that's that's what that is. I am dead. Like, there's nothing else to say. There's literally nothing else to say. Um, and obviously, I don't want to be chatting here about my Spotify raps for too long. Okay, but as I said about my podcast one, like, guys, this was honestly so so humbling to see that look. I made so many gains this year. Um. Another 70% increase, 75%, sorry, increase in hours of content. So that's on me. I've released 75% more content this year compared to last year, which I didn't feel like I did. Like, I feel like I've been more consistent this year. Um, But even in that, there's been a huge inconsistency. It's like I've gone months without, not months, sorry, but as in I've gone a month without releasing an episode. Um, But then sometimes I'll release like two in two weeks. And it's been a lot more upsy-downy, more consistent than last year, but not as consistent as it could be. And this is where I think we're going to take a level up next year. Consistency is about to go through the fucking roof, Brev. And I've been saying this for a while, but we're slowly getting there. Like, the more I say it, the more I feel inclined to actually do it. So that's why I'm here recording one now. Do you know what I mean? I released one last week, releasing one this week. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. 65% increase in followers for the podcast. 42% 42% increase in streams as well. So everything is going up. I was a top 10 podcasts for um, over 138 people, top five podcasts for 117 people, and a top one podcast for 55 people. Like, for 55 people, I am number one. Do you know what that, do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? Like, I'm expecting that to be like 100 for next year. That's my target. If I can reach 100 next year, that I'll, I'll, really, I'll reach my target. And I'll just be a lot happier. I'll be a lot happier. But that's the end. That's the end of the Spotify rap section. That's it. Okay? I'm not going to talk about Spotify raps again. Okay? Not again. Not in this episode, at least. Okay? But it's time for the first advert. This is a very quick first segment. Okay? I have done everything. I've spoken about all of this in 10 minutes. I'm actually very proud of myself. But this is what I normally do. I normally start rambling at the end of sections. And that's how section goes from like 10 minutes to 15. So let me just shut up. First half of the episode, guys. Have fun. Have fun. I'll see you soon. So, guys, me and me and Alicia were talking, as we do, as friends do, you know. Me and Alicia were talking this week. Um, and I think it was something that she posted on her story. And I replied to it. Something happened, okay? We ended up talking about marriages and how they work, right? And the topic of the conversation switched to the fact that you need to share a bedroom with someone for the rest of your life once you get married. First of all, guys, first of all, this isn't a law. Like, I don't know who made people think this is a, like, 100% like, you definitely have to do this, otherwise you're not married anymore. Like, grr. no, that's not how it works, guys. Like, no one said by force you have to share a room. Obviously, it's the tradition. It's what most people do. Um, it's the most economical thing to do, I think. But I think, me personally, guys, right? Separate bedrooms in a marriage would lead it, would lead to it, sorry, lasting longer. Because like really and truly, if we actually think about it, imagine coming home from a long, long, hard day. Okay. Schlogging. Yeah. At work. Yeah. You come home. 
and there's just a dickhead in your in your space. Like, what the fuck? Like, yes, you've married this dickhead, but if you're married, now they're a dickhead. Do you understand? So you come home from work and now there's a schmuck in your room, in your space. You can't walk around and go to your drawer and get something you need to work because they're in your way, stuff like this, you know? Things that you put in a certain place have been moved because there's another human in your space, right? These things are annoying. Now me, having OCD, like, I like things being very particular. Like, I am very obsessive about things being a certain way. Like, it doesn't even necessarily mean that it has to be the stereotypical, like, connections you have when you think about people with OCD. Like, it doesn't matter. But everyone has those things where it's like, oh, I like things being done this type of way. Everyone has a way they like to do things, right? So the thing that happens with sharing a bedroom, you're constantly having to compromise in the place that should be yours. Like, a bedroom is something that, as a child growing up even, it's always been your own room. Like, it's always been your own space, do you know what I mean? People have always been like, your room should express you. Your room should be a place for you to, you know, create something that represents you because it's your bedroom. Now, that gets taken away from you once you're an adult. And I think that's why it contributes as well to a lot of people thinking that, like, a lot of people's individuality dissolves once they get married as well. And I think this is a contribution to it. This contributes to it because... If you're sharing a room with someone, your space is invaded constantly, constantly. Like you just don't have any sort of um, space to just act individually. And I think that's really, really unfair, really, really unfair, in my opinion. Like really and truly, you should be able to have personal space, you should be able to have freedom of expression in terms of how you decorate things, in terms of how you organise things, do you know what I mean? And you should be able to not have to compromise in somewhere where it's like, you know, your space. It's your space. It is literally your space to do that. So bedrooms, I don't know. I feel like in marriages, people should have separate bedrooms. Okay, we're going to talk about heterosexual marriages because I'm a heterosexual male. Okay, right? So you've got a room for the guy, a room for the girl. Okay, the guy can decorate his room however he wants. The girl can decorate the room however she wants. Right? And I'm not saying that now you guys need to sleep in separate beds because obviously you're married. Like, you want to share a bed from time to time. Have sleepovers in each other's room because then it's like, it's an acceptance from both parties that for that night you want to share a room. You want to share a bed, sorry. Um, So, you know, it's agreed upon. There's no sort of invasion. There's no sort of like, ah, one person's not in a good mood. And the other person's still there anyway. So you're just, that someone else's presence is just making the other person's date worse. Like, that's not going to happen if both parties agree, okay, like, I want to share a bed tonight. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it just works on that level. It allows both parties to, as I've said, you know, have more personal space, more freedom of expression. It minimises compromise, which I think in a marriage, you're already having to compromise so much in places where you're able to. I feel like you should really try and not compromise as much as possible because you're going to have to compromise anyway. Do you know what I mean? You're going to have to compromise anyway. And I think it adds choice to something that would have been forced. It adds choice to something where, you know, you can say no. You can be like, no, tonight I want to sleep in my own bed, like by myself. And I think if both people have a room, it makes like, no one's going to ever have to sleep on a couch no one's ever going to have to, do you know what I mean? Like, those type of situations are eradicated. And I think we just need to, like, things about marriages, like, marriage itself is a tradition that is traditional. Like, there are traditions traditional. But, like, as in, like, a lot of people do things in marriages because it's the way that it's been done. 
And I think that's just completely, that's like the wrong way to look at it. Completely the wrong way to look at it. Because at this point, like everything else we allow to evolve, why can't marriage evolve with us? Do you know what I mean? Like I've already said, episode 15, I believe, marriage is a scam. Marriage is a scam. No, sorry. Episode 15's God is insecure. Marriage is a scam is before it, I think. I don't know. But anyway, like, so, you know, I've already said that marriage is a scam. You guys know my opinion on marriage. Like, I feel like marriage as it is traditionally, there's so many flaws, but there are definitely ways we can improve it. And I think this is just one of them. I just want to say that. I just want to say that. Do with that what you will, guys. Do with that what you will. Um, Moving on. Moving on, guys. I wanted to say, right, you know, we've spoken about the World Cup recently, me and Daniel in the last episode. I'll talk about it again. Not for long, guys. Don't click off. Don't don't click off. Okay, this will be very, very, very quickly. Very quick. Okay, England are through to the last sixteen of the World Cup. Okay, England played Senegal on Sunday. England beat Wales by three goals to nil last night, and you know it was a very good performance. I thought the first half was promising. England lacked that final to get the goals, but second half. Oh my God, guys, please. I've got many, many, many episodes where I've mentioned Marcus Rashford on this podcast, the case, all here for everyone to see. Episode 18, I know for a fact, is Marcus Rashford in therapy, okay? So, Marcus Rashford is the guy that made me fall in love with football, okay? I watched him come on for his debut in February 2016 against FC Michland in the Europa League. I saw him score his first goal for my hand. I saw him score his second goal for my hand. I saw him score his third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, all the way up to 100, bruv. And now he's scored three goals at a World Cup. Bro, this guy is basically my son, okay? That's what I feel. I feel like a proud dad when I watch him, okay? Because I've watched it all. I've watched his whole career, okay? And I know his, I know he doesn't know who I am. And I know he's older than me, so how could I be his dad? Guys, just let me create my own storylines, okay? This is what makes sport fun, okay? Let me live my life, okay? What I'm asking you guys to do... For those of you who are out there that were slating Marcus Rashford last season when his mental health was down, when his form was down, when the whole Manchester United team was shit, I don't know why you'd expect in one individual to be good if the whole team's shit. Like, please, make it make sense. If the whole team's bad, everyone's bad. Like, there's not going to be exceptions, okay? Damn. Like, even Fred last year. Fred was good, but he wasn't actually good. He was just better than the shit. Do you know what I mean? But anyway. Anyway. I just need everyone to formally apologise to Marcus Rashford. And to me, because I got called a dickhead for supporting him last year, last season. He didn't have a good season last season. He didn't. But he's also a human being. He is also a human being. So I really and truly, guys, come on, just apologise. Because now, now, yeah, when Marcus Rashford scores and England go through in the knockout stages, respect him, bro. Respect him. Anyway, Gav Southgate, if he doesn't start and you start Raheem Sterling, yeah, if I see Raheem Sterling on that team sheet for Sunday, I will personally fly to Quetar and box you in the head. But anyway, that's it. That's the football. That's the football chat for this episode, okay? I'm getting through these sections quickly. See what I do when I'm by myself and no one's like... This is just this is just me taking shots at Daniel, okay? This is just me by myself going to do things efficiently. There's no waffling. Do you know what I mean? I know you're here for waffle and the waffle is just condensed and really summarised. It's summarised waffle. I don't know what that would be. A pancake, I guess. Pancake, I guess. But anyway, guys, time for the second advert, okay? You know, really help me get that shmoney. 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 Yeah, shmoney. Shmoney. Bye now.
Now, there's some conversations that have been rinsed, okay, guys? They've been rinsed by content creators and they've been rinsed by social media and they've just been rinsed by society in general, okay? And one of them is, oh, is there such thing as right person, wrong time? Mm, mm, is there? Question mark, question mark. Guys, there is no such thing as right person, wrong time. I don't get it, okay? Previously, previously, as a heartbroken teenager Okay, I was like, yeah, guys, completely. There can be right person, wrong time. Like, you know, you know, mental health. You know, people, people moving places, money. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so many, so many different variables. But like, really and truly, guys, if they wanted to, they would. Okay, if they wanted to, they would. Okay, let me rest. Let me rest because I don't actually fully believe that either. Okay, the thing is, with if they wanted to, they would. I think some people will attach it, like, because in in like by itself. That saying makes a lot of sense. If they wanted to, they would. It makes a lot of sense. But I think because they people know that that makes a lot of sense, they now add it to things where they're reaching. But because they've said something that people agree with in if they wanted to, they would. They think that the whole thing now is agreeable. And I don't, I don't agree with that. So I think it needs to be applied in context, okay? It needs to be applied in context. But in this context, it definitely works, okay? There can't be such thing as right person, wrong time, because if the right person was, like, the right person is willing, okay? That's what the right person is there to do. The right person isn't going to flail because their mental health isn't good or your mental health isn't good. If the right person for you, okay, is there and they are really and truly the right person, they're not going to get, they're not going to let middling circumstances, middling, you know, situations get in the way of the love, it's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. Do you know what I mean, it's really not gonna happen. And I just feel like, really and truly, guys, it really can never be right person, wrong time. It can never be that because if it's the wrong time, then they're not the right person. Okay. If it's the wrong time, they're not the right person, guys. And that's all there is to say. That's all there is to say. As I said, I'll bring this back to me. Okay. So as a sixteen-year-old, yeah. And I've just been cheated on, heartbroken, you know. Very, very sad individual, okay? And I feel like the, the reason why people say right person, wrong time is it's a coping mechanism. It just makes things feel a lot easier. It's the same thing as crying really and truly. It's the same thing as eating a whole tub of ice cream. It's the same thing as watching a film you've watched 20 times over again, but you're going to watch it again to feel something, to cry. Like, it's the same, it's all the same shit. It's just a coping mechanism. Because it absolves people of responsibility, okay? It absolves people of being like, oh, yeah, they're not the right person. I think people, when they're in love, forget there's more than one the one. I, I believe this, okay? Everyone has more than one the one. Anyone can be the one. It's just about how they apply the pressure, when they apply the pressure, and how consistently they apply the pressure. But I feel like, Anyone can be the one to anyone. That's a lot of ones, okay? That's a lot of ones. But let me just say that again slowly. Anyone can be the one to anyone, okay? Any Anyone, okay? It's possible. It's completely possible. Because when you actually think about it, guys, love is a commitment. I've said this before, okay? This isn't new news. Love is a commitment, right? It is not a feeling, it's a commitment that comes as a result of a decision. You need to decide that you want to fall in love with somebody before you can actually fall in love with them. Because you can't fall in love without 
acknowledging that you're falling in love. You you don't just suddenly wake up and be like, <gasps> I love this person who was here six months ago. Do you know what I mean? You, that just, that's not how it works, okay? For you to be able to fall in love in a healthy way, it has to be an active decision. And a, what follows that decision is commitment to that decision, okay? You need to be committed to your decision to fall in love with someone for that love to work, okay? Oh, I am spitting right now. I am spitting. Someone pay me. Oh, shit. You already do, guys. This is why I love you guys. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. But anyway, yeah. You guys, I feel like a lot of the time, especially now, we're still so young. We are still so young that we have so many expectations that really and truly, they're not for us. The expectations that we have for love, they're not for us. Like, I'm not saying that all girls think this way at our age, but a lot of girls do, whether you want to accept it or not. It's a fact. A lot of girls do. A lot of girls expect to be taken out for a dinner date on their first date. They expect to be bought nice gifts. They expect to be hampered and treated, blah, blah, blah. And they have a, they deserve to, you know, they have, if they want, if they want that, they have, they can get it, I guess. They can get it. They can get it, I guess, you know. But really and truly, at the end of the day, we're what? 17, 18, 19 year olds, uni students, sixth form students, college students, you know, first year of working. We are not earning money that can allow us to live the lifestyle that a lot of us desire. And the thing is, there's a difference between having things that you'd like to receive and expecting those things to be given to you. Because, you know, at this point, really and truly, guys, come on, let's actually think about this. Let's actually think about this, yeah? How are we expecting people to be doing everything that I said before, as in being hampered and treated, blah, 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 hotel dates, blah, 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 all this type of stuff? How are we expecting people to do this when there's a cost of living crisis, when their parents can't keep the gas on at home? How are we expecting people to take people out to Novikov, Hakkasan, blah, 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 when people can't even fucking fill up their fridge for the week? Cost of living crisis, guys. Like, we are in the worst economy in the last, like, fucking six years of British history. Post-war, actually. The worst political mess we've been in post-war. Like, we are in so much shit in so many different areas that for us to still be consistently having these values that were applicable, what, 10, 20 years ago, when there was a stabler economy, stabler political system, everything was more stable. Stabler? Is that a word? More stable? We're going to say stabler. That doesn't feel right, but hey, anyway. You can't have these expectations when the world that you're applying them into has changed away from the world that those expectations came from. Do you know what I mean? You have to be... You have to be FFR. You have to be fucking for real. Like, be fucking for real, guys. Come on, okay? Expectations need to have some sort of logic to them, okay? We need to apply logic. A lot of the time, a lot of the time, people, they don't want to apply logic anymore. Apply logic to these situations, okay? And I feel like that is what is holding us back in terms of having functioning relationships a lot of the time, um, especially in these youth youth days also guys i'm a bit worried okay because there's this girl this is completely separate to my last point completely separate like l segue from me but okay it just reminded me just struggled in my memory so this week like i'm thinking i'm like oh damn like there's this girl who i used to chat to like just not even talking stage but we just used to talk and i i enjoyed talking to her you know it was fun it was cute i loved it um, and it wasn't serious. It wasn't like I was talking to other people at the time. They were talking to other people at the time. It was fine, whatever. And I was just thinking, you know, I haven't sp- I haven't heard from her in a while. Like, let me go text her. I'm, I'll text her. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Blah blah blah. Let me just I'm just checking in. 
This guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so how comes I haven't heard from you for ages? Like, because this girl has not spoken to me in a long time. In a long, long time. I'm thinking, did I do anything wrong? Like, let me just make sure. Let me just make sure, like, I didn't do anything and someone's living here with a complete different version of me in their head as to the real me. Like, let me just make things right. Right? So this girl's like, no, 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 you haven't done anything wrong. I just got a really possessive and abusive boyfriend. I'm like, huh? Guys. Do you want to say that again? Possessive and abusive what? That's not an excuse for bad replies. Okay, guys, I've got bad replies. I have over a hundred unopened snaps. Me, that's bad replies. What are my excuses for that? I don't like being on my phone a lot. Okay, I don't. I don't like it. Okay, but, you know, that's an excuse. Having an abusive, possessive, restrictive boyfriend is not an excuse to not talk to someone. Do you know what that is? That is a domestic case waiting to happen if it hasn't already. Okay, and I'm worried, guys. I'm worried because... It's from from what this girl is telling me. It sounds like she's fucked mentally. Okay, it sounds like, and I feel like the guy has absolutely swindled her. But she's not offering any information. I can't really help. I'm just worried. So if you guys can get to me and tell me how to deal with that situation, how do I deal with a girl who is in a toxic relationship, potentially abusive? But they're not even giving me any information. Like, I just need that help, okay? I'm asking you guys to help. Like, I know me. I'm normally the connoisseur that you guys come to for advice, blah, blah, blah. I need advice from you guys now, okay? Let me know. Let me know. Because, like, what do I actually do? Like, because I'm a bit... I'm a bit confused at the moment. Like, it's a bit scary. And I'd rather her not... Because the thing is, as well, after I texted her... Bear in mind, like, I texted her very early on in the morning. Because this was after I woke up. But you know when you wake up and you know that you're going to go back to sleep within like the next 10 minutes. It was like it was like one of those. So I was just scrolling on my phone, sending streaks, whatever. And then I'm like, I have these thoughts, go text her, blah, blah, blah. So after I've texted her, I've now put my phone down for my second sleep. And I dream about her in that second sleep. In my head, I was just like, nah, this is crazy now. This is crazy. I was like, so my head is completely swindled. I'm so happy that whatever jogged my memory jogged my memory because i literally forgot that happened but anyway guys please help with that because oh my god guys this is the last segment of this podcast i decided yeah that when i'm doing solo episodes i'm not going to do an hour because really and truly really and truly guys for me to do an hour of content by myself it's basically double the work that i do if I was doing an hour-long episode with someone else, and I wouldn't do that. Right now, we're, like, at, what, half an hour? So this is the last segment, okay? This is the last segment. But I just wanted to talk about... Um, I just wanted to talk about people who feel like they can talk for the wants and desires of other people. Most of the time, it is guys talking about what they think they know about what a girl wants, Okay? A lot of this episode is me being talking in hypotheticals, okay? And it's been very hard to gauge. Hopefully, you guys have been with me. You've been staying with me, okay? Because otherwise, if you're at this point and you haven't understood what I've been saying, I'm worried for you because, one, poor decision-making. Two, why can't you hear what I'm saying? Like, really and truly, I'm speaking. Just put the volume up, okay? And there's no three. But anyway, so you know when guys are like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, like, don't even act like you don't want this, like, don't even act like you don't, I know you want to, like, I know, I know, I know, you don't know anything, you don't know anything, you're not inside that person's brain, stop thinking, guys, that you know what other people want for themselves, you don't, you don't, okay, let other people make decisions for themselves, stop making decisions for other people, one, stop letting other people make decisions for you, two, and stop 
Just stop. Everyone stop, okay? I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of seeing. This is when, Tan when Tanisha sends me yeah, screenshots from Hinge, from Tinder, from fucking Bumble. I don't even know she's on Bumble, but I'm just saying dating apps at this point. Fucking the other ones, okay? When she sends me screenshots from them and I'm seeing these absolute turd of lines, these donkey doo doo lines coming from the male species, guys, don't make me do an episode on how to correctly chat to women. I should not have to do that in 2022. That, that you should be able to have that conversation in your brain and should be silent. And it should be what we call common sense. But as my mum has always said, literally my whole fucking life, common sense is not common. And that's an issue with this society now, guys. That is the problem. Common sense is not common anymore. No one wants to use their fucking noggin. Okay? Use your brain. Okay? And stop saying disgusting lines on at the first time you're talking to people stop it okay stop okay i want to sit on your face i want you to choke on a fucking rope okay because what is that what do you mean you want to sit on someone's you, you've never seen them before what do you mean you want to sit on their like you want them to sit on your face like just guys please please i'm stressed i'm panarking now i'm i'm hot and bothered i'm sweaty okay this is a joke honestly okay do better do better guys do better but anyway um that was really it to be honest, is there anything else I need to talk about? Oh, yes, of course. My Twitter got clapped. You know, I've, I've had this conversation, but, you know, I made a new Twitter. And if you guys would like to follow it, GDNSZN1 on Twitter, go follow it. That's it. That's really it, honestly. And, you know, as I said earlier before, guys, don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. I want this podcast to be the top 5% of all podcasts next season for shares, Okay. So get your links out, send this to people, do you know what I mean? Like, recommend it to your friends, you know. Send it to somebody who needs help in a toxic relationship. Send it to somebody who needs help with how to talk to people. Send it to someone who has disgusting riz and just send them the, this last segment because they need that talking to, honestly. Like, just stop doing it. It's embarrassing, guys. It's embarrassing, honestly. But anyway, um, shout out to Apple and Mango Juice because it stays being top 10. Shout out to the Green Sun Exotic because it stays being top 10. Shout out to... What other drink is top 10? Shout out to Buxton Water. Buxton Water is the top 10, top 10 water. Actually, no, that, that's not right. Buxton Water is a top 10 drink and Buxton Water is the top two waters. And the other one that's there... What is the other water that's there? I don't know, but I know it's top two. That's all I know, okay? That's all I know. And until next time, guys... Don't die. Don't commit suicide. And peace.